Hi there, welcome to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Griffith, and I am so excited to have you here. On this podcast, we talk about all forms of neurodivergence, from ADHD to learning disorders to giftedness to autism and more. If any of that sounds familiar, welcome to Neurodivergent Magic. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back to another episode of the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. Today, I am presenting a sort of theory. So I know I'm not the first person to have thought of this, so I'm not claiming to, like, have this be my original idea. I'm sure that I heard it somewhere. But I want to talk about undiagnosed autism and personality disorders. So I want to talk about the high rates of misdiagnosis between the two. I want to talk about overlap between the two. And I want to talk about the people who might potentially have both and why that might be. So we're going to dive on into all of that today. So first and foremost, what is autism and why might it go undiagnosed? So autism is a neurodevelopmental condition that affects uh, social behavior, but it also affects how you process the world. So in the past, a lot of emphasis on uh, autism traits has gone towards the behavior. Um, But we're actually realizing as we do more research and actually listen to autistic people that it affects everything. It affects how you process the world, how you experience the world around you. Um, It's not just about behavior and behavior can actually be masked. And this is why a lot of autistic folks have actually gone undiagnosed in the past and now even uh, because of masking and because of, you know, stereotypes that have been perpetuated. Second, we have to address personality disorders. What exactly is a personality disorder and what causes it? Personality disorders are neurotypes, meaning that it affects everything about the way that you process the world, a lot like autism. Not that I'm saying autism and personality disorders are the same. They're absolutely not. The thing that they have in common is the fact that it affects everything. Personality disorders are disorders that affect your behavior, your thinking, your emotions, your everything, really. So as of right now, the DSM classifies 10 different personality disorders that are separated into three clusters. Cluster A is defined by eccentricity. Cluster B is defined by emotional dysregulation. And cluster C is defined by anxiety. In cluster A, we have paranoid personality disorder, schizotypal personality disorder, and schizoid personality disorder. In cluster B, there is narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, and histrionic personality disorder. And finally, in cluster C, there is dependent personality disorder, obsessive compulsive personality disorder, and avoidant personality disorder. So why am I talking about autism and personality disorders? Well, I already mentioned that they're both unique sets of neurotypes, basically. So each personality disorder is its own neurotype and autism is its own neurotype. And uh, that leads to a lot of overlap, I think, because anytime a psychologist or psychiatrist sees someone who clearly isn't neurotypical, sometimes it gets a little fuzzy when you're trying to figure out what exactly is going on and how exactly they do process the world if it's not in the neurotypical way. 
And some personality disorders have a lot of overlap with autistic traits. And so sometimes um, autistic folks are misdiagnosed as having a personality disorder, which, you know, they don't. They're just autistic. Or sometimes people are diagnosed autistic when really a personality disorder might be the better fit. Now, you might be wondering, why quibble over the name of what's going on if they're clearly so similar that you could be misdiagnosed? Like, does it really matter at that point? I'm going to argue that yes. Yes, it absolutely does matter what you are diagnosed with. And it really comes down to treatment, honestly. Treatment and accommodations. Because there are certain aspects of a personality disorder that you are actively trying to change in treatment. You are trying to um, basically find healthier ways to interact with the world around you and to have a healthier self-concept. And um, with autism, there are different ways to do that. So basically with personality disorder, a lot of the quote unquote like blame is placed on you. You are the person who is interacting with the world in a way that is unhealthy and therefore you need to change. You need to do things differently. Whereas with autism, a lot of times it's more like at least with good autism uh, treatment and um maybe treatment's not even really the right word, but with the right accommodations, you're, it's all about accommodating your autism, finding ways to be yourself in a world that doesn't necessarily uh, leave a lot of room for you. Now, should treatment for autism and treatment for personality disorders be more similar? I think yes. I think treatment for personality disorders should be less like there's something wrong with you, you have to change. And it should be more like, hey, you grew up in an environment that shaped you in this way and you're unhappy because of it. Because a lot, not all, but a lot of people who are diagnosed with personality disorders are diagnosed because they seek therapy because the patterns they they have in their lives are destructive, honestly, in a lot of cases. But I don't think we should stick to this narrative of, oh, there's something wrong with you. Oh, you have to change everything about yourself. You know, I think that makes personality disorders worse because it only increases the pressure and increases the negativity around the self-concept, which is already very shaky for a lot of folks with personality disorders. Instead, I would love if the narrative around personality disorder treatment was a lot more along the lines of how, I think I mentioned this already, but how can we make your life work for you? Which is a lot of what goes into coping with and accepting your autism as well, honestly. The difference is, though, I think, between um, coping with autism and coping with a personality disorder is with a personality disorder, oftentimes uh, there are things you do want to change about the way you interact with the world. Whereas with autism, a lot of times it's more like, no, I just want to find ways to fit into the world a little better or maybe not fit into the world. That's kind of the wrong word, but um, to function in the world according to my needs instead of others' expectations. Um, and I think that is more appropriate for autism, whereas a lot of folks with personality disorders are like, look, I don't want to fly off the handle every time one tiny thing happens. That makes me unhappy. It makes other people in my life unhappy. And I would love for that to actually change. Um, whereas a lot of folks who are autistic um, 
are more like, yeah, I don't mind um, the fact that I am hypersensitive to touch as long as none of my shirts have itchy tags, then I'm good to go. You know, that hypersensitivity is not something I necessarily want to change about myself. Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I just wanted to interrupt this episode really quick to tell you all about the Neurodivergent Magic Program. This is a program designed to help you cope with executive dysfunction, which is something that almost every neurodivergent person experiences. If you don't know, executive dysfunction is a lot of things, but basically it boils down to you want to do the thing, you are trying to do the thing, and you just can't, and you feel awful. What this program, the Neurodivergent Magic Program does, is it helps you cope with executive dysfunction through a combination of practical and emotional tools. We'll cover body doubling and building momentum, but we'll also talk about the shame that is often deeply rooted in a lot of neurodivergent people because we grew up in a neurotypical society that wasn't accepting of us. And if you're thinking, what in the world does shame have to do with executive dysfunction? Um, kind of everything. And I would love to teach you about it. So this is a program where the whole goal is to teach you to get shit done in 24 hours or less. So if you are really struggling with your ability to accomplish tasks and to feel good about it, that is what this program is designed to help you with. And I can't wait to see you there. Check out the show notes for the link to join or send me an email at megan at neurodivergentmagic.com. So... We've talked a little bit about why diagnosis matters. Now let's launch into why autism is so often misdiagnosed as a personality disorder. And specifically, I think autism is uh, misdiagnosed as schizoid personality disorder or borderline personality disorder. But I think it could possibly be misdiagnosed as other personality disorders as well. But those are the two that I really feel like make a lot of sense and I hear about online. So let me read you some of the requirements for schizoid personality disorder. They are lack of interest in social or personal relationships, preferring to be alone, limited range of emotional expression, inability to take pleasure in most activities, inability to pick up on normal social cues, appearance of being cold or indifferent to others, and little or no interest in having sex with another person. I feel like that describes a very narrow window of autistic folks. Not all autistic folks are going to fit that description at all, but a lot of autistic folks will. And that's sort of the stereotype of autism in the public sphere. And um, I just, I can absolutely see how folks who are autistic and um, just, you know, are not neurotypical and don't meet neurotypical expectations might get diagnosed with this schizoid personality disorder, even though in reality, they're just autistic and they just process the world differently. Now, I want to be very clear. This is not to dismiss schizoid personality disorder as a diagnosis, because I do think there are probably some people who, there are definitely some people who meet this description and are not autistic. And the reason that they experience these symptoms is because of trauma in their past, and they don't want to be this way. They don't enjoy preferring to be alone. They just prefer to be alone because it's safer, or it distresses them that they can't pick up on social cues, or, you know, all of those things. Like, 
a lot of folks who come into therapy with a personality disorder are doing so because they're unhappy with the way their lives are going. And um, I just I want to make sure I'm not dismissing personality disorders as diagnoses because they absolutely are real, they absolutely are valid, and they absolutely matter. I'm just pointing out some overlap with autistic traits that could lead to a misdiagnosis. Okay, now I want to dig into borderline personality disorder, which is another uh, personality disorder that a lot of autistic folks, especially female presenting autistic folks, tend to be misdiagnosed with. So here are some of the requirements to be diagnosed with BPD. Uh, impulsive and risky behavior, such as having unsafe sex, gambling, or binge eating. Unstable or fragile self-image. Unstable and intense relationships. Up and down moods, often as a reaction to interpersonal distress suicidal behavior or threats of self-injury, intense fear of being alone or abandoned, ongoing feelings of emptiness, frequent intense displays of anger, and stress-related paranoia that comes and goes. With BPD, borderline personality disorder, the overlap with autism is really in the intense emotions and the unstable self-image. This is especially true for high-masking autistics, uh, autistic folks who tend to do everything in their power to hide their autistic traits, because this can lead to a really unstable sense of self. Also, as a total side note, did anybody else notice that both of those personality disorders listed how much or how little sex you're having as a symptom? And I just want to point that out because especially with uh, not homophobia, uh, homosexuality previously being in the DSM as a mental disorder, I just want to point out that the DSM has historically been used to regulate and demonize deviant sexual behavior or what they classify as deviant and control people's sex lives. So I just want to point that out as, you know, potentially kind of problematic. Okay, but back on track. I also want to talk about what happens with masking. So I mentioned the masking a little bit already and how it can look like borderline personality disorder. But what happens when your autism goes undiagnosed and you have to deal with the trauma, honestly, of processing the world differently and having no one believe you, no one accommodate you, no one accept you for who you truly are? Is it possible to then develop a personality disorder and therefore have both autism and a personality disorder? I think yes. I think that autistic folks, especially autistic folks who are diagnosed or discover their identity later in life and went undiagnosed as a child or a teen, are far more likely to develop a personality disorder. And this is because the trauma of growing up unaccepted and having different needs from the people around you and not having those needs met and having those needs laughed at or dismissed or ridiculed leads to a complex pattern of behavior for navigating the world. A complex pattern of behavior that might look a lot like a personality disorder. Personally, I grew up undiagnosed uh, autistic, and I resonate with a lot of the symptoms of both borderline personality disorder and avoidant personality disorder. I already went over the requirements to be diagnosed with BPD, so let's look at avoidant personality disorder. Uh, Those requirements are too sensitive to criticism or rejection, feeling inadequate, inferior, or unattractive, avoidance of work activities that require interpersonal contact, 
socially inhibited, timid, and isolated, avoiding new activities or meeting strangers, extreme shyness in social situations and personal relationships, and fear of disapproval, embarrassment, or ridicule. And I think I relate to both of those, not necessarily just because of who I am as a person, but also because of how I had to hide the fact both that I was different and that I was upset by the fact that I was different and I wasn't accepted because I wasn't allowed to be upset about that because if I was so upset about being different, then just be normal already, basically. So yeah, those are some of my thoughts on autism and personality disorders and how they go together both through misdiagnosis and comorbidity, meaning, you know, co-occurring. Um, if you experience a personality disorder and you would like to be featured on the podcast, I would absolutely love to interview you. Um, I am always looking for uh, neurodivergent folks to interview who experience neurodivergence in a different way than I do. And um, I would be utterly thrilled to uh, interview you. So please go ahead and just send me an email at megan at neurodivergentmagic.com. And that will also be available in the show notes. Um, I think that's all I've got. So I will talk to you all next Saturday. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, and tune in next Saturday for another amazing episode.